Hello, and welcome to the Disrupting Balance podcast with Hanifa Barnes. It's me, I'm your host, a multicultural mama, wife, and leader. And here is where we amplify the stories of multicultural women who are unraveling from tradition to make the switch in work, well-being, and winning. I made the switch. Former professional actor turned lawyer turned education executive, and I'm not done yet. Join in on the conversation and learn how you can unravel from your stuff to make the switch, disrupt balance, and win. Hello, everybody, and welcome. It is season six of the Disrupting Balance podcast, but guess what else? It's my first year podcast anniversary. I I can't believe it. So I got to give myself a hand clap for that really quickly before we move on into this solo episode. I mean, six seasons, 46 episodes and 5,000 plus downloads. I mean, what? I, I can't believe it. And I'm happy that you all have joined me along this journey every step of the way. So this season is going to be jam-packed with a lot of great information, wonderful, wonderful stories, solo episodes, and from guests who are finding harmony in the imbalance. More importantly, May, which is next week, is Mental Health Month. And mental health is a huge component of the Disrupting Balance Foundation. It is how we can help ourselves to find harmony, to find that accord with the many different parts of who we are and why we are, even when we feel like they just aren't enough. So I'm so glad you joined me for season six and especially for this anniversary episode, which I can't wait to just really reflect on all the wonderful things that have happened so far. Now, I just want to give you some insight into some of the episodes that will be coming in this season. One of the episodes is about a woman who became a caregiver to her mother at age 15. And there was, or she developed this identity of codependency and eventually added on this identity of grief after losing her mother when she was well into her adult years. And eventually after all that, she even learned she was bipolar. So yeah, that's an episode coming up. And another episode we have is about a Korean adoptee who recognizes that her identity is not only that she's Korean American, but it's that she's adopted. And when you listen to this episode, you realize that, wow, being adopted is also its own identity. So that's just a couple of the episodes to expect from the stories in season six. And we have a lot of other wonderful episodes, but I just wanted to give you a quick tidbit before we jump in to this anniversary solo episode. So let's take a moment because I just need to reflect on how great this process has been. It hasn't been easy. It hasn't been something that where the path was just laid. I had to figure out a lot of things and I had to really learn to identify my voice and work through what mattered to me for disrupting balance. But I'll tell you, I learned so much from my guests. Like, for example, Tamara Sykes, she was in episode eight. She's also Badian girl. And she talked about the fears her fears about becoming a mother and that whole idea of 
the invisibility of motherhood and not being seen once you give birth to this beautiful baby and everybody's paying attention and paying um, concern about the care of the baby, but not about the mother. Or episode 14 with Toya Barnes talking about the cycles of brokenness and rejection manifesting in adult life as a result of trauma, generational trauma, and learning to accept that what you think you need to heal may never come to pass. And then there was episode 15 with Gisette Renteria, where she talked about the guilt of motherhood and you know what happens if you choose not to breastfeed or you do breast, breastfeed and what that's like growing up in a traditional family and trying to find that quality time for yourself. Brie Islar was episode 17 and her episode was all about her indomitable will to survive the challenges of an identity that she created around her um, sexual molestation as a child and how she fought through that in growing and strengthening and keeping her own family. And then there was Emily Bingham in episode 19, who after giving birth and having two young children, lost her husband, you know, and she had to learn a new identity, how to parent two young children, how to just do things on her own and rediscover who she was in the reality of grief. And then there was Zaneda Mann in episode 22, a formerly single mother who had started her own business and learned some of the challenges around it. And instead of kind of caving, what she did was started a collective to raise money to help support women starting businesses so that they wouldn't face all of the hurdles that she had to face. These are the stories from episodes one through five. And each and every story was and is a continual lesson for me as I grow in the podcast and the Disrupting Balance brand. So thank you to all of you for being a part of this journey all the way up all five seasons. And now in season six, I am just ready to take flight with the next phase of where this is going. So let's think about this. I want to talk a little bit about how this all started because on my journey, I realized and learned that there are a lot of people who are interested in figuring out, well, how did you do this podcasting thing? Is it really as difficult as it seems? And that answer is no. But let me tell you, when I started, I I had to think about what did I want this to be about? And I knew I wanted it to be about women's stories. That's my experience. And I always need to do things that are true and authentic to my experience. And I wanted to focus on a particular type of woman who was doing the work to disrupt balance, basically rejecting the notion that she had to maintain some work-life balance and was able to find a way to push through and find her own kind of success in the midst of the imbalance. And that's the disrupting balance woman. But when I started it all, I myself was not really um, ascribing to the disrupting balance tenants, right? I was trying to make everything very planned, very perfect. And, and, you know, I felt like part of my voice was more of a voice of, you know, I'm doing a recording. This is supposed to be a certain way. And I had my own insecurities about how I sounded and hearing myself and how I sounded. And so I had, 
I had to work through that. I also had to work through figuring out or believing that I had something to say because in the beginning, you're always wondering, do you really have something to say, right? Is anybody going to listen? And yes, you have something to say. And yes, somebody will listen. You just have to put it out there and do the work and be consistent, you know? And along that journey, when I started um, April of 2020, I also uh, started therapy and I also hired a business coach. And for those of you who listened to the first episode, you kind of understand kind of the very beginnings and why I ended up on this journey. But even understanding why and being clear on why I needed to take the steps, I'm still always growing and developing and dealing. And in 2020, we were dealing with so much COVID hit. And also there was, it seemed like just this, um, onslaught of racial trauma or trauma, racial trauma that we were being made aware of. And so I, I started therapy, got a business coach. I even dabbled in podcasting education. Uh, my courses are on Thinkific. They're actually free now at podu.thinkific.com, Disrupting Balance. So you can go there and get my free courses. I have two that you can check out. And I would suggest you do it quickly because at some point I plan to take those courses down. But eventually after podcasting education, I wanted to really clarify more of who I was, my identity and my brand. And so I thought, you know, look, I'm going the multicultural woman route. I am a multicultural woman born in Liberia, West Africa, raised in the southern parts of the United States in Georgia. Um, And so I thought, you know, here's part of my truth. I'm a multicultural woman unraveling from tradition to make the switch. Right. I wanted to switch in work and I wanted to switch kind of these negative thoughts and ideas that I'd always carried and I needed to let it go and these traditions that I felt I had to hold on to and maintain. And so, yes, that became a part of me, but there was more to my identity than just being a multicultural woman unraveling and making a switch. And so along that journey, there was so much I had to learn and I am grateful for it. And you know, some of the missteps are always well worth it because I think the missteps are what help create the path for your actual steps. How do you know what path you're on if you don't make a mistake and kind of figure out another direction to go? You can't just sit back in comfort and think, you know, I'm not going to do anything because I'm too scared. It might go wrong because you will always stay exactly where you are. You have to let these things go wrong because the wrong dictates the right in the sense when we're talking about your actual path. So jump ahead and go and mess things up and make mistakes so you can figure out exactly where you're supposed to be. But what I had to learn was, you know, that the biggest thing I think was accepting compliments and kind words, right? Um, I have never been someone to bask in people telling me how great something is or how wonderful something is or how good I am at something. Um, Because I think deep down, I always feel like it's not real, something I've talked to my therapist about. And so I'm working through that. But it's really hard to receive and hear goodness, right? And it's, it's a work in progress for me every day. But I feel honored um, for each and every woman who has blessed me to share their stories. 
Um, some have even said that it was a calling. That made me nervous for a minute because when I think of calling, I think of responsibility. And I have nothing wrong with responsibility. I just don't want to be called out for it. And so when people say it, I feel that like I'm being called out and, and there's some level of accountability. Um, so I'm taking it one day at a time and knowing that what I'm doing is good. It feels purposed and I'm honored for the many women who said yes to me. Um, and you know, my goal in all of this is really about inspiring us to know and believe that regardless of our imperfections, regardless of our shortcomings, regardless of our limitations, that we can still do extraordinary things because God uses the ordinary to create the extraordinary. And if you are a believer like me and you look at a lot of those verses in the Bible, God plucks people who are simple, not people with superpowers or people who are so dynamic. I mean, even those who are so dynamic in their stories, God even has to, you know, break them down a bit and get them to a place of humility and have them start again in their simplicity. And then he builds them back up into the extraordinary. So you don't have to be anything beyond who you are to create something extraordinary. You know, when I started my very first blog, this was about 10 years ago, maybe I said, you know, my goal is to inspire. And I was told by those who were experts or in the field, like, that's not enough. You can't just say you're going to inspire. Like, what are you doing? And I had to figure out some things and, you know, get rid of some mental blockers, get through the process, push through, get through life, grow, develop. Um, but today I know that if another woman, whether it's my guest or a listener tells me um, that I'm doing good work, and I'm uplifting and I'm empowering, then I know I'm inspiring and this purpose is not in vain. So TGBTG. So how is it going for Disrupting Balance? I would say I'm still all about busting myths and breaking balance. Um, I got it trademarked, the logo, the brand, and that is the staple of it all. We're busting myths and breaking balance. But the undercurrent of all that is really about understanding that work-life balance is a myth. And so if you are the recovering work-life balancer, then disrupting balance is definitely for you because here it's all about finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between because it's all interconnected to who we are. And it begins with our well-being, our frame of mind, how we feel, how we think, what we eat, what we allow our minds to ingest. That's all around our well-being and everything stems 
from that. And so how it's going now is I've ventured into more YouTube. So you can find my podcast actually on YouTube. And also if you go to the links for the podcast, and I'm also dabbling in being more creative and having more freedom in how I deliver the show. It's not so much about perfection. It's not so much about things exactly how I think they're supposed to be as much as it is me being authentic to my own process. And that's most important for me. Everybody has their own thing, but authenticity is really, really, really my thing. So I want to make it as more personal as possible and I want to bring my full self. So it's not just the person the the professional me, it's not just the multicultural me, it's not just the mother, it's not just the wife. It's my full self, the woman who's recovering from work-life balance, who's finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being and the in-between. So a few quick lessons learned before I actually wrap up this solo episode. And the first one is, it's okay to figure out your niche as you go. You don't have to have it perfect. Have your idea, try to get it down or narrow it as much as you can. If you can't, just get on the air and do it. Remember, I have two free courses. You can go check them out and I'll put the link in the notes, but just start. It's not going to be perfect and it's okay to shift and change your idea as you go until you find the thing that fits. It's okay. Number two, what I learned is it's okay to give away free information. I mean, I'm the type I like to learn and when I learn, I like to share that information. I mean, if you're following me on social media, you see I am working with a personal trainer, eating clean, and I'm sharing all of that information on social media. And I will be putting it all on my YouTube channel as I go along. So when I started the podcast journey and started learning all this information, I said, I want to share it. And so there were a lot of things I was sharing. Um, and then I started a couple courses and at first I was charging for the courses and then I said, you know what, let me just share this information for free um, because someone needs to know it. I mean, my brand isn't all about getting revenue from providing these services. I mean, my business model is still in the works and I have a few things I am working on that are not even related to that where I plan to build a revenue model. And so I said, why not give away this information for free? So if you want to get free information on how it's going with my trainer and exercises and eating right and overall well-being and work and dealing with the things in between, definitely follow my social media, especially my Instagram and um, Pinterest and Twitter and Facebook, um, because you can get all that information there. And my podcasting stuff, like I said, is on Thinkific. Number three, my third lesson learned is be in the moment of every discussion, right? Especially when I have a guest on the show. Um, when I first started, I felt myself consciously saying, listen, 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 don't stick to the script. Cause I have, I had a script of questions cause I'm, I like to be very prepared and I plan all this stuff out, send these emails with all the details. Um, but I learned through over time that I didn't have to stick to the script. If I just listen to the story, there's an unveiling there and I can build my questions authentically off of that. And so that made it more worthwhile and really helped me to connect to the woman's story in that way. 
And my fourth lesson learned is that it's okay to not stick to your schedule when you have to adjust. I started this as a weekly podcast every Monday, 7.30. And for the most part, that's what it's been. But when I got a new job back in December of 2020, uh, I had to adjust because my wheels were spinning. I was burning out. I was exhausted. And so what I did was I would skip a week here and there and go every other week. And um, so far it's worked. The thing is my following is a small following. So I think I can do that now. Of course, the bigger you get, the more people expect to hear from you. I don't recommend that. But in your early stages, when you're adjusting and trying to figure out what works, I think it's absolutely okay. As long as you're present in on your media to just kind of you know, either do a flashback episode or just talk about some of the things that matter to you and what your brand and your podcast represents, then I think you're good to go for the most part. So those are the four big lessons I've learned. There are others, um, but when I think of what um, comes to mind initially, those are the four. You know, you can figure out your niche as you go. It's okay to give away free information, be in the moment of every discussion, and it's okay not to stick your, stick to your schedule. So those are the four. And so again, I am so happy that you joined me for this anniversary episode to hear about kind of where the podcast has been and where it's going. You know, again, happy to be in season six, to have 46 episodes and 5,000 plus downloads. Thank you so much. And don't forget to check my blog post, disruptingbalance.com. There you'll get articles on finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between. And if you follow me on social media, you'll get a peek into how I am disrupting balance in my day-to-day with work and the job and my professional growth process with well-being and me working out with my trainer or my therapist or learning to eat clean and what my workouts are like and the in-between, you know, the encouragement, the inspiration, the words of wisdom, and what's happening. Like on most Sundays, I do a live called The In-Between where I kind of discuss what's happening in the moment, whether it's a current event or something that happened to me in the moment. So um, check that out as well and make sure you follow me. Remember that you're disrupting balance because you're finding harmony in the imbalance of work, well-being, and the in-between. Talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Disrupting Balance podcast with Hanifa Barnes. Hey, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And if you're not following me yet, find me at Disrupting Balance on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. And guess what? I'm on Clubhouse at Hanifa Barnes ESQ. And if you want free tools or any and all things Disrupting Balance, check out the website www.disruptingbalance.com. Talk soon.